Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Kristen St. John. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. It's May 12, 2021, and here's the latest advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today is Marie McCauley from the NAC Advocacy Team and Dila Davis from our Federal Affairs Team. In observance for Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, NAC is conducting interviews with leaders in the health center movement. Teresita Batiola is president and CEO of International Community Health Services, ICHS, based in Seattle, Washington. ICHS medical, dental, and vision clinics are located throughout the Seattle region. And in addition, ICHS operates a mobile dental clinic, senior programs at ICH Legacy House and Bush Asia Center, a primary care clinic for clients of Asian counseling and referral service, and school-based health clinics for students at Seattle World School and Highland Middle School. Standing together, we can ensure that community health centers have the resources needed to strengthen our communities. If you have stories like this showing the ways community health centers are offering hope in challenging times, please share them with us. This week's Washington update has a lot of information in it. Please make sure to head to your inbox and read all of the detailed information. So let's get to it. Dila, welcome to the team. Tell us what's happening on the Hill. Well, first I'll start on the Senate side. A big shout out and thank you to all of the PCAs, community health centers, and advocates for asking your senators to sign on to this year's FY22 Community Health Center Appropriations Letter. Because of your efforts, we have over 60 signatures. Now we're still a little short of our goal. So if you haven't already, please contact your senators and ask them to co-sign the FY22 Community Health Center Appropriations Letter. When you contact your senator's office, please let the, the staff know that they should contact Sally Farrington, F-A, R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N in Senator Wicker's office or Amy Brown in Senator Stabenow's office. Also in the Senate, on May 11, 2021, the Senate voted to confirm Andrea Palm as the new Deputy Secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services. For short, we always just say HHS. Now on to the House. The House Appropriations Chairwoman, Rosa DeLauro, said that she anticipates that both the House Subcommittee and the House Full Committee will mark up FY22 spending bills, also known as appropriation bills, in June, and that floor votes on these spending bills are expected in July. So stay tuned for more information. The Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra will testify on Wednesday, May 12, 2021, in front of the House Energy and Commerce Health Subcommittee. Secretary Becerra will discuss HHS's FY22 discretionary budget request. NAC has submitted questions about community health center priorities to various subcommittee members, and we are asking them to consider asking the secretary our questions. Also in the House, the Office of House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer said this week the House will consider bipartisan legislation to address mental health needs. The goal is to support legislation that will strengthen suicide prevention efforts, 
authorized grants for school-based mental health services, and address health disparities in mental health in underserved communities. That wraps up my federal update. Marie, what's happening in the states? Thanks, Dila. Currently, about a dozen states have enacted legislation to protect 340B savings in combat pickpocketing efforts by prohibiting pharmacy benefit managers from discriminating against 340B covered entities in a variety of ways. Please view a living document jointly developed by NAC and Colleen Wyman to see the recent state-level laws introduced or enacted to protect 340B savings. You can view that document in your Washington update. Also, on April 15, 2021, the HHS Office of Population Affairs issued a notice of proposed rulemaking to revise the Title X rule issued under the Trump administration in 2019. The department proposes to revise the 2019 rules by readopting the 2000 regulations, with several modifications needed to strengthen the program and ensure access to equitable, affordable, client-centered, quality family planning services for all clients, especially low-income clients. We support the proposed Title X policies that readopts the 2000 regulations while making revisions that strengthen the program through a health equity lens. In addition, as health centers have played a vital role in the Title X program, we encourage the Office of Population Affairs to find opportunities to align requirements with other federal regulations that influence health center operations. For our patients, access to quality family planning and reproductive health can serve as a gateway to other essential health services in light of health centers' comprehensive scope of services and medical home model of care. You can find the NAC comment letter template for your organization to modify and use for comment submissions in your Washington update. The official deadline for comments is Monday, May 17th, 2021. And lastly, the United States Supreme Court denied a request from Republican state attorneys general seeking to restore the Trump public charge regulations that effectively denied millions of immigrants and their families health care and economic support during the COVID-19 pandemic. The attorneys general of Texas and 13 other states filed this motion. As a result of the motion being denied, the Biden administration's March 2021 reversal of the Trump policy remains in effect. And that's all. Deal with what's going on in health centers. Well, here's a snapshot of what is happening in health centers across the country. In Louisiana, Sophia Thomas, an advanced nurse practitioner, has spent more than two decades caring for patients in rural health clinics and urban community health centers. Many of her patients in these neighborhoods suffer from diabetes, asthma, pulmonary disease, and obesity, all illnesses that disproportionately impact people of color because of long-standing systemic inequities and that put them at higher risk of contracting COVID-19 and complications. Quote, when we're talking about going into the neighborhoods, we're talking about bringing healthcare services to people where they are, unquote, said Ms. Thomas, who practices at DePaul Community Health Centers. Quote, if we didn't, the likelihood that they would be able to get these services to get vaccines is very limited, unquote. So we congratulate Ms. Thomas on her work. Also in Connecticut, Community Health Center, a statewide primary care provider that vaccinated the busloads of high school seniors, is aiming to reach younger adolescents by offering shots at amusement parks, beaches, and camps, among other places. Quote, you're going to Dollar General, said Yvette Highsmith Francis, a vice president of Community Health. Guess what? We're in the parking lot. So they're going where the people are. 
great work, Community Health Center in Connecticut. And then we go to Colorado. And now in Colorado, the National Association of Community Health Centers recognized Sunrise Community Health with the 2021 Outstanding Migrant Health Center Award. The health center was selected for the award from a group of 1,400 fellow community and migrant health centers. The people the outreach program serves are the ones who toil countless hours in unrelenting conditions, such as heat, wind, rain, hail, and even snow. And those who do the backbreaking agricultural work to provide for us all. So great shout out and kudos to Sunrise Community Health. Head over to your Washington update to find the links to these stories. Kristen? Thanks, Dila. Don't forget to share your stories with NAC. The NAC blog is one of the places reporters look for examples of innovative ways community health centers are responding to the challenges facing our communities. Check out some of the recent stories from NAC staff and let us know if you have a story you want us to tell. Not sure how to share your story? Reach out to any of your connections here at NAC and we'll make sure your voice is heard. In this week's Washington Update, make sure to scroll down and look at the various resources and learning opportunities listed. We have information about Congressional Management Foundation hosting a webinar titled Grassroots Return on Investment, Turning Advocacy into Money for Your Network, an announcement about the next National Health Center Immigration Working Group meeting on June 2nd, C8E Capital Grant Overview with Capital Link on May 14th, and a new farm worker justice COVID resource, which is available in five different languages. Thanks, Kristen. And for our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC advocacy, coronavirus advocacy tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.